Hi, friend. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am so thankful that you are here with me today, friend. It is February, the month of love. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, I thought it would be a great time to talk about love. What love is and what love isn't. Let's talk about Valentine's Day for a minute. This is the hallmark holiday that has put so much pressure on men to buy the perfect gift for the love in their lives, from chocolates to flowers to fancy dinners and jewelry. Now, don't get me wrong, friends. I love all of those things. They are nice, but the extra mile to express our love one day a year isn't really what love is all about. True love is laying one's life down for their friends. It is loving our enemies and forgiving those who hurt and malign us, even when they don't reciprocate. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love is thinking of others more than ourselves in a culture and in a world that is all about self. Most of us really want to make a difference in the world. We want to be patient and kind and to live and love others generously. But sometimes life gets in the way. We get caught up in our crazy busy schedules and we end up living stressed to the max from the demands of work, household duties and responsibilities amidst bad attitudes, PMS, difficult people, and pure exhaustion. We want to love well, but we often fail to love the way we know we should. Well, I have a treat for you today. Friends, my friend, Becky Kapitsky, author of Love Because, How to Change the World, One Blessing at a Time, is here today to share some strategies with us for loving well in the daily and blessing those around us from the ones living under our roof to the ones we meet on the street. I know this conversation will inspire you to find ways to love others well and be a blessing. Now, if this message blesses you, would you please share it on social media and tag Becky and I or leave us a rating and review at Podchaser or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
Becky Kapitsky, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to sit down with you today, my friend. How are you? I'm great, Misty. How are you today? Good. Well, for y'all, if you do not know Becky, she's amazing. She is a wife and a mom and an entrepreneur and a multi-published author. And she is here today to talk about love because, and I want to make sure that I get this title right, because I think it is such a poignant message for today, um, especially as we see the love of self increasing yeah. and the love of others growing cold. So the, the book is love because please tell me the, the subtitle because I, I lost it here. Mm. Sorry. It's how to change the world one blessing at a time. Yes. Okay. Little steps, oh, little yeah. steps. Yeah. Well, last night in our family devotion time, we were reading through first Peter and in preparation for this interview, these words jumped off the page at me and I want to read from chapter four, verses seven and eight. And it says the end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And then this is the part that got me above all, above Mm -hmm. all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. So I know in your book, you talk about a lot of different ways that we can have the joy of Christ and be a blessing in the world. So why don't you share that with me? Yeah. Well, let's talk about why we would want to do that in the first place. I sense that in my own life, it's so easy just to let those small, kind and loving gestures fall to the wayside because we're busy. We're busy people and we have a lot going on and we have our own agendas in mind and our own to-do list in mind. And it's very easy then to allow our relationships to erode because we're not continually feeding them with kind and loving gestures and actions and words. And it truly is a culmination of small kindnesses and small gestures that build those relationships. And what does that do? The scripture tells us that this is how they will know. This is how the world will know that you are my disciples, Jesus says. It's how you love one another. Love one another. It doesn't even say how you love God or how many times you go to church in a week or how often you read your Bible, but how do we show the world that God is real and we belong to him. It's how we love one another. And that just strikes me because there are plenty of times in a day where I am not doing that well, <laughs> whether it's among my own family or you know, neglecting to reach out to friends when I ought to, or just are we kind to the person at the grocery store checkout? How are we treating other people? Because again, love because, love on purpose, for a purpose, our love shows the world that God exists and we belong to him. That's huge. That is huge. I love that. So you talked about, you know, in the midst of our hectic, busy schedule, you know, especially as wives and moms who are working and trying to manage all of the things, what are all the things, what are some practical ways that you, that we can show love to others, whether it's in our household or, you know, the people that we meet on the street? So true. Well, and there are some, habits we can instill in our lives. I call these the blessing toolbox. And so just to give you an an idea of what a few of these are, for example, we want to be a cheerleader, be a cheerleader, which means 
Build people up with your words and don't tear them down. You can say the very same thing. You can get across the same message, but say it with totally different words, right? So let's talk about the scenario where so many of us mothers are struggling in the morning to get the kids out the door. That's a common scenario. So what kind of words can I use? You know, school doesn't wait for us, people. Get in the car. Why don't you have your shoes on? Or whatever it might be. Or we can say the same thing with kinder words. Hey, look, your shoes are still sitting here by the by um, the refrigerator where you left them last night. I'll bet that you could get these shoes on and get out the, t- the door in 30 seconds or less. You know, I mean, what kind of a mother in, mor- in the morning wants to have that kind of a happy attitude? <laughs> None of us. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's why we have to instill these habits and have it become almost like a spiritual discipline. Learning how to rewire our responses, rewire our sin nature that wants to be a beast instead of being kind. And it starts with another, really, the blessing toolbox starts with remaining in the vine or being close to Jesus, being in his word, being connected to him. The more we're soaked with Jesus, the more he's going to come out when we're pinched, right? Absolutely. And so it's it, it's small gestures like that. I'll think of another example. Play the right tapes. This is one that I like to talk about. And now, now I'm I'm dating myself because for me, a tape once upon a time was a little cassette tape that I popped into the car on my drives home from college, right? <laughs> so if you remember those days, the mixtape days. <laughs> mixtape days. So we're not talking about scotch tape. We're talking about playing the right the right reels in your head. Yeah. So if someone in your household irritates you. Are you going to focus on the irritation? Am I going to say he left his ice cream bowl in the sink again? Am I the, the fairy godmother who's supposed to put it in the dishwasher? Or or am I going to stop and say, wait a second, you know, I know my son loves me. He's been working hard in his homework. He's doing great in school. I, you know, he he helped me fix the refrigerator the other day. And so the, come up with a list of positive, affirming thoughts about the people in your space and allow those to become the tapes that you play anytime you get irritated. Because we'll discover that the little irritations don't add up quite like the blessings do. So we're going to discover our blessings are actually the positives in our relationships are so much stronger in most cases than the negatives. But we allow those little negatives to, again, to stack up and to erode. And, and that's just another example of how we can bless people by rewiring ourselves the way that we interact with them. Yeah, that's so good. I remember being so convicted as a young mother heading out the door for Bible study, yelling at my kids, you know, to get their stuff to go. And I'm like, this is counterproductive. If, you know, if I'm yelling at them to go to Bible study, something is wrong here. Something is wrong because then you show up at Bible study and you put on your happy face and you're all smiley and holy for all the people at Bible study, but you just ripped your kids to shreds before you got in there. Right. I mean, I've been in that, those shoes for sure. And so we've got to stop and think, wait a second, am I actually applying my faith to my life? And that's what love because it's all it's all about, because because God is love. And are we on a daily basis actually sharing that love with other people? Or are we thinking so much about self that we are snapping at everybody in our path because it's about my agenda, my to-do list, um, my bad attitude today? And yeah. and I don't say that at all to not to condemn because we all do it. That's the sin nature. But to encourage that there's a way out. You don't have to live your life like that on a daily basis. I've been caught in the trap of doing that, but we don't have to do it. The word will help us. God helps us. And 
wow, everybody is so much happier when we just take those little steps to love people in action. I love it. I love it. What are some some little ways that outside of our home for people maybe at church or our friends or even strangers that we meet? What are some some practical ways that we can be loving and kind towards them? I like to start with recognizing that each person is an individual created by God. Everyone that you come in contact with was created by our maker. And he does not make mistakes. And this purpose, this person has a purpose on earth. And so are we looking at people as though they are made in the image of God? Or are we looking at them as someone who is getting in our way or irritating us or scaring us because they look different? They think differently. Their their politics are different. They, their appearance is different. Are we first looking at those people as someone who has been created by God and is here for a reason? And whether they are believers or not believers, I also like to think of there's a difference between a non-believer and a pre-believer. Same person. But if we looked at all people who are not walking with the Lord as having the potential to do so, they are pre-believers. How would you interact with someone who perhaps doesn't share your your values, perhaps doesn't know Jesus like you know Jesus, but could. And you, your interaction with them might be one of the seeds that's planted for this person to come to know the Lord. So when we look at people not as different from us, but the potential to be known by Jesus and to to the potential for to know Jesus the way that Jesus already knows them, right? But the potential to know him the way we do, does that change the way we interact with them. You know, it's going back to the Great Commission. We're called to share our faith with people, to be and we're to be prepared to share the reason for our hope. And we can do that not just in words, but in the way we smile at someone, in the way we treat them with kindness and respect. And our churches, it means it really, Misty, you think we should know this by now, but it means not judging someone by appearances. I was just reading, as I was working on a writing project this morning, I was just reading a, a passage, again, in First Peter, and, and then another in James about how it's so. it was even in the early church, there were people who were judged by their appearance and were told, you could sit up front because you wear fancy clothes, but you need to sit in the back because you are wearing, you're poor and you're wearing, you know, um, not fancy clothes. And and the whole point of that being, wh- why are we judging people based on appearances? And we still do it today. We still do it today when someone comes into our environment, whether it's our church, our children's school, our workplace, if they look, think, or act different, differently from the way that we do or what the norm is in that environment, even as believers, we're, we're quick to judge or to be fearful instead of to embrace that person and see and to start talking about those difference those differences engaging those differences looking beneath the surface to recognize that they are a person with purpose and dignity because God created them that's right i love i love that so oftentimes i'll find myself like quick to judge and then have to go wait a minute this person is created in the image of God. And I love the song that says, give me your eyes for just one second, yeah. give me your eyes so I can see. And if we would look at, at people, like you said, the way that God does, like God loves every one of us, whether the person is a believer or not. And sometimes the only Jesus they will ever see is us as a believer. And so do we want to be found 
in judgment with this person or do we just maybe not understand them and just give them a kind smile, a Mm -hmm. kind word, loving towards them? Mm-hmm. And I think that is, you're right. I think that makes all the difference in, in the world. It does. And then there are actions that can come as an outpouring of that. You know, you can you can invite the new person in Bible study over to your home for coffee. You can deliver a meal to the new neighbor. Th- those are the practical things that believers and non-believers can do as they call them acts of kindness. But it has to be rooted first in the right perception of the person and in the love of Jesus commanding the actions, because actions can be nice and not necessarily kind. There's a difference between nice and kind. Kindness is rooted in the Lord. Kindness is fruit of the Spirit. Nice is a mood or a choice, you know, an, an attitude toward a person. And that's positive. That's great. But if it's not rooted in God's love, then it's not kindness and it's not necessarily of the Lord. There's a difference. People who are actually very unkind can be nice on occasion. But kindness is is Jesus. Yeah, I love that you said that because the fruit of the Spirit is the free gift that we all have if we have the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So it's love, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. So when we want to maybe say something like learning to keep our mouth shut is, <laughs> you know, sometimes that can be the the most loving thing that we can do and, yes. and taking our thoughts captive and rerouting mm-hmm. our brain. I love that you said that so that mm-hmm. we're not responding in the flesh, but we're responding in, in the spirit. Yes, to respond out of knowledge and not emotion. That's something I've been exploring in my parenting is to, especially now as I I have a teenager and she will have responses toward me that are entirely based in her emotion. So am I going to be the grown up and respond based on knowledge, truth, what I know to be true and what God tells me is truth? Or am I going to respond in that moment out of emotion like she is doing? In which case, everything goes south really fast. <laughs> so, so in all circumstances, are, are we going to lean on what we know or what we feel? Because often what we know is truth and what we feel is just, you know, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. <laughs> so right. who can understand it? Uh, but again, to be able to sort through our emotions with truth is another reason that we need to remain in the vine and always be close to the Lord so that we can discern the difference between how we're feeling in any situation, in any engagement with another person, and um, how we ought to be behaving in that situation. Because you can feel like you don't want to be kind to someone and still be kind to them. That becomes an obedience. That becomes, again, another spiritual discipline where you learn as you go I don't feel like being kind right now, but I know that's what God is calling me to. And ultimately, there's going to be a whole lot more shrapnel in this house if I am not kind. So it becomes one of those, you practice it, you become aware, and then you practice it. And then eventually, it becomes more of a, a habit of your behavior. I, I only say this because I know it because I have, I used to be terrible at just letting my own activities define my day instead of looking outside of my day, outside of myself, and being open to what others needed. And so it's been an exploration for me. It's why I wrote the book. And it's been a beautiful transformation. So I'm, I myself am proof that we can incorporate these small habits and these larger principles into the way we think so that we're seeing the world the way God sees it, not through our own selfish eyes. 
Yeah, that's so good. You know, I think about the golden rule, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I think if we all did that and practiced more kindness and love, the world would be an entirely different place. Entirely different place. And take that a step further, because what if the way you want to be treated is according to your love language? Look and see how the other person wants to be treated. So you want, I want to be loved. And so I want to treat that person in a way that shows them they are loved. It might be different from the way I would personally want them to respond to me. So it becomes a a practice of getting to know the people in your life, the people God has placed in your sphere, what trips their trigger, what makes them feel loved and cared for. And that becomes a whole exploration. It's a lifelong exploration with our core relationships and To me, that's just exciting that we can continue to learn new ways to bless and love the people that God has given us. Love that. I absolutely love that, Becky. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the By His Grace podcast. I have really enjoyed this conversation and believe in the message of love because because our world needs love right now. Mm-hmm. And so we will put a link to everything in the show notes where people can find you and follow your journey and get your book. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Misty. It's been so fun talking to you. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.